0: For this last week, last week I talked about how. Oh, last week I talked about how, how we're we're taught to hate the Grinch within us, but in all reality, God already accepted you where you were, what you were doing, whatever mistakes and stuff you were in, whatever dysfunction you were in, God accepted you. Um, I mentioned that last week. How instead of hating the Grinch within you, why not accept the fact where God can change you? I talked about that last week, and then for tonight, I want to. This is, this, is, this is a very huge message because I've always wanted to preach on this passage, but I never thought of the right time to preach it until tonight. And also, just to be real with you, I, was, I, was, I, I did drink a lot of coffee last night before the man's supper, but I stayed up till 2 a.m. And it wasn't just because of the coffee, but, but the Lord had this message even more in my heart. and He revealed more stuff to me at 2 a.m. And so I want you to understand how important this message, is, and I hope you can listen to it tonight, because this is even this is obviously this is my last message of of the night of, of the year. But what I want you to understand is is that um, that this is something that God kept me up at two a.m. for. Not just not just because just to let me reminisce, but He's given me something that I think we all need to understand in here. We need to understand it. 2 Corinthians 12 I want to start off with the scripture before I give the uh before I give the title Even if I should choose to boast I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth but I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say or because of these surpassingly great revelations therefore in order to keep me becoming deceived conceited I don't know why I said deceived conceited i was given a thorn in my flesh a messenger of satan to torment me three times i pleaded with the lord to take it away from me three times i pleaded with the lord to take it away from me the title of the message tonight is grace for Grinch. Grace for Grinch. Um, this is a weird spot for Paul in his ministry because, and I need y'all to pay attention. Hey, Alex, eyes on me. Paul is having a really hard time in the ministry right now because he's dealing with a church, the church in Corinth. This church is rowdy. This church is crazy. They're doing things unimaginably that we don't like to talk about. And they're doing that in these churches. And Paul's having to talk with them and negotiate with them. It's getting kind of annoying for Paul because he's having to reiterate what he's saying because they keep going back to the same stuff and yet he's still preaching the gospel and he's trying to get them upward. But this church is so much indulged in their preferences and ways that it's very hard for him to give them the right message. And so he's trying and trying to do it. But in this passage, as he's preaching in the ministry, he talks about a thorn in his flesh and when I thought about the word thorn in the flesh, I've always went to preach this passage because, because theologically theologians don't know what the thorn in the flesh means. Maybe it's literal that it's a physical thorn. Maybe it means something else. Maybe it means it's an emotional thorn or a mental thorn. They're not sure what type of thorn in the flesh it is, but they understand the metaphor of it because one of the things that caught their eye was it said a messenger of Satan sent this to torment me. And, And the thorn in your flesh can mean anything. It can mean anything. For me, as a joke, it's my in-laws for Christmas. That's where it comes from. It comes from in-laws. Because I had it for Thanksgiving and now I gotta do it for Christmas, but it's fine. And also, also, your thorn in your flesh can come from, like I said, anything. It can come from, it can come from a disappointment. That's a thorn in the flesh. It can come from, it can come from dis, dysfunction, or it can come from a situation. Last week I talked about how the Grinch in you is greater than the Spirit of God that's in you. But I want to talk about the Grinch of your situation, where you are having to live with this thorn in your flesh, so to speak. Theoretically, symbolically, this shows everyone that that the thorn in your flesh can be anything. It could be something in your life. It could be someone. It could be something. That is what the thorn in the flesh means. I almost called it the Grinch in your flesh, but that just sounds really stupid. But let's go with it. Th- Grinch in the flesh. There's, there's something in your life that is tormenting you. And you have been asking God over and over and over to take it away. But he's been silent. He's been a little quiet lately. You haven't really heard from God in a while. And all you are getting is the thorn in your flesh. You're getting the pain, and God hasn't spoken a word. I want you to understand something tonight. Like I said, it's not going to be a long message. but, But I've had to ask God that sometimes. There was this one time where... And and we need to be real with ourselves because God is not just the God of, of of Wednesday night services. He's not just the God of of Sunday services. I've had to learn that He's the God of midnight. I've had to learn that God is the God of two a.m., three a.m., four a.m. The moments where where my anxiety was through the roof, where where my life I felt like was was over or I was done or where do I take the next step? That is where God met me the most. Maybe for some people God meets you in a great place, God meets you in a happy place, God meets you when everything's nice and dandy. That's cool. But but I've learned in my life and I'm about to read the next scripture to help you understand that God works really well in weakness. God works extremely well in weakness. I want to read the last scripture to you that I didn't mention. So Paul's talking about take it away lord it's in my flesh It needs to get out. I can't, because Paul understands if the thorn is out of his flesh, whatever it is, he could be more effective in ministry, but he can't because he has this thorn in his flesh and he feels like he can't do it without it being taken out. But the Lord tells him in verse nine, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made in perfect weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about My weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. So what the scripture is telling me, what it's telling me is that his grace works when I'm the weakest. His grace really taps in when I feel like the scum of the earth, when I feel like I can't do anything else, be anything else. His grace sufficient is sufficient for me. It's sufficient. The word grace, we get it mixed up with, 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 with mercy. Grace, mercy means I forgive you or, or, or I'm gonna let this slide. That's what mercy means. We think grace means mercy. It doesn't mean that. Grace really means power. Grace means power. Grace is, is the, the empowerment to do and push forward of what you're supposed to do. That's what grace is but for some of us we think oh cuz cuz m- when we get mercy mixed up with grace we think oh god you can do it if because if we give we give god what we have obviously you have to give god everything your burdens everything but one of the problems we run into is that we we use his mercy so much that we don't recognize his grace because his grace empowers you to push forward that's what his grace is there for Mercy is when he forgave that woman that was caught in adultery and then his grace was go and sin no more. That was the grace. Grace is the empowerment to keep pushing forward. But because we are so engulfed in his mercy that we don't understand that he has given us the gift of grace to push through. And I'm not just talking about sin. I'm talking about the thorn in your flesh. I'm talking about that thing in your life that that's really killing you on the inside and on the maybe on the outside. I don't know. But there's a thorn in your flesh, like Paul, and Paul, and you've been asking God, look, when I read that he's been pleading with God, I don't think of him being like, oh, Lord, can you just please just take this thorn? It's kind of messing me up and all this stuff. No, 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 no. When I hear he's pleaded with God, I hear this dude is setting up maybe three campaigns, like trying to get God's attention in order to take this thorn away. He's asking him, where are you? I need you to take this thorn out. And God has not. God has been silent. God has not said a word yet. But the thing is, is that what God does in this passage is that instead of answering his question, he gives him his own answer, a different answer, a better answer. You ask God, sometimes you ask the questions you think you need to ask him. Instead of asking him the questions you think he needs, he's going to give you a better answer. Because we ask him for clarity. We ask him for this because sometimes you live in a life of uncertainty. Like I said, the thorn in your flesh can be anything. It could be separating from someone, someone you've lost. Maybe it's isolation. COVID really messed a lot of people up. That thorn in your flesh, you've asked God to take away. But he hasn't answered your question. He came out with a better answer and I didn't like it either. When I read that I didn't like it because I want my answer now. I want my answer. How many of us understand that we want an answer for something that's going on in our life? We, I need an answer. I need to know. I I it's even it's even in ministry. I don't want I don't want one of my leaders telling me something that that needs to get addressed late notice because it's better off then than now. So it's like with God, it's like I need to know. I need to know. You need to tell me about this thorn in my flesh. You you need to tell me how it's going to work out. I have no idea how long I'm going to last in this. I need to know. But God hasn't told him anything. God has not told him a single thing. Yet he gave him a better answer. And that better answer is that my grace is sufficient in weakness. How, How weird is that? How instead of him just taking the thorn out, he tells him, I have I have grace for you. It doesn't make any sense because God can easily, look, y'all, God's all powerful. He can pull that thorn out as quick as you say a word. He can pull that thorn out of the flesh, whatever that is. But he rathered give him the grace to get through it rather than just take it out. So I asked myself that question, why? Because the thorn in your flesh is 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 the most regular stuff in your life. Stuff that maybe other people pass by, but it's a thorn to you. Like for me all my life, I've had to learn that even though God, because here's the deal, God does not communicate all the way, all the time. It's not because he doesn't care. I think God doesn't, I think, because it's like, it's like that phrase of like, of like, I need to know the information you need to tell me and he doesn't say anything. I think God's not doing that to you because some of you think God's torturing you with that thorn. Some of you think that God's punishing you with that thorn. Some of you think he's, he's not letting you, he's, he's putting this thorn in your flesh because of what you did three years ago, four years ago. And he's coming back to bite you. And so God's out to get you. God's not. God did not put the thorn in your flesh to punish you. He allowed the thorn in your flesh to where now he can help you understand that I have something for you. I have something on the inside of you that I need to come up. So this thorn in the flesh is going to help. It's like, it's like God. Why? Why would they walk away? Why would this breakup happen? Why would this happen? Why would that? Why would they leave? God has taught me this. And this will help with everyone with a heartbreak in this room because some of you have had a hard time with that type of thorn. You know the thorn I'm talking about. That heartbreak. What it does, what God is showing me is that the relationship ended so that stuff in me can come up to where it can come up to the surface to where God can deal with that surface to where my relationship with Him can be better. He used a lot of stuff in my life in order for me to get close to him. Now, I'm not saying that he allows, that he uses, no, let let me rephrase, that he made that happen or he let that happen or he put that in your life. He didn't put that in your life, but he is going to use it. He is going to use it. Because how are you going to develop when there's no thorn? But I also want you to understand this, that God has given you the grace, the grace for it. Whatever you're going through, and I need you to listen to this because because some people don't understand, because we need everything good, right, and dandy for God to work. That is not true. God works his power in weakness. He works his power in the places where I am the weakest. He doesn't work in me on a Sunday morning. He works in me at, at 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 midnight, at 1 a.m., crying myself to sleep. That's when God works. That's when God works. He's not working on a Sunday service. That's my reward. That's my worship. God works when I'm at my lowest. That's when he works. That's when he comes in to save me. That's when he comes in. His grace is sufficient in weakness. He's sufficient in weakness. Because if it was sufficient in a good time, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't be God. He does it in weakness. I know what people have done to you. I know that you don't trust a lot of people anymore. But I want you to understand something. God is using that thorn in your flesh to put some stuff out of you. He's refining you in a season where you don't like it that's where God's working the most. I, I can tell you right now cuz I had someone before I before I started the, when I got in here before I got in here. I was at I was at crossroads and I was talking with a student and he was like, "Man, he was like, "Dude, I was just just one night I was I was doing my own thing and I just I couldn't sleep." I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I couldn't sleep for hours." Like, like, like there was something on me that I couldn't release. So like there was this, there was this fear and I couldn't sleep. My head was going a thousand places. And he asked me, he said, have you ever had something like that? And that was the moment where do I either keep him in the dark about it, not tell him what I've been through to save my own butt, or I let him understand that I'm a human being too. What we need to understand is that, is that there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable with someone else to help them through what they're going through. You don't have to tell all of your business. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that there's someone that you know that's, deal, that's dealing with the same stuff you used to deal with, and there's something that you can tell them about. I told that kid, I was honest with him. I said, dude, I didn't just sleep bad for one night. It used to be a month. It used to be two months. It used to be three months. It's not now. But back in that time where I was dealing with a lot of stuff, it was nights. It was months. But y'all, the, the difference about it, because it's like, oh, that's, that's horrible. Why would God put you through that? No, 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 no. God didn't put me through it. God was with me in it. He wasn't wasn't looking, he wasn't trying to see if if I was going to be all right or fine the next day. No, 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 no. He met me in the middle of the night. You know, Jesus is, I think think Jesus had a hard time. Not a hard time. I think he just didn't want to communicate a lot to his disciples. Think about it. When he told them, we're going to feed these 5,000 people, they only have five loaves and two fish. If he would have told them before, they would have had more loaves and more fish and they would have been able to feed the 5,000 a lot more easily. Or like when he said, when he said, hey, y'all go on that boat. I'm I'm, 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 going to meet y'all later on. He didn't tell them about the storm. Read your Bible when you get the opportunity. It's pretty good. You do not see Jesus telling them that there's a storm coming up, so get on the boat and go. He didn't tell them that. Why wouldn't he? It doesn't make any sense. I think it's because if God would tell them, would tell us the stuff that we're about to step into, we wouldn't take a step. I wouldn't, if I would have known all the stuff I was going to have to walk through and do and 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 be as a pastor, as a as, as a human being, I wouldn't take the other step. I wouldn't be on this pulpit. I wouldn't even do what I'm supposed to be doing now if God told me the whole thing. If God gives you the full picture, you wouldn't do it. Be honest with yourself. If you knew how difficult that season you were about to walk in, whatever that was, if you would have known, you would have died in it. But God, this is how God does it. He is step by step, little by little, because he's walking you through a development season, a developing season. But I want you all to be encouraged by this. Watch this. I want you to look to your neighbor on the side of you. Staring contest. Like look look real good at them. And tell them my my point. I got grace for it. Let them know. Look to your neighbor and say, I got grace for it. I know some of (laughs) y'all look to your neighbor your other neighbor and say, Got grace. Y'all know that phrase got milk? I love that phrase. I thought, I thought that was hilarious. But I thought of that phrase, that got grace. Because if you don't believe that you have grace for whatever you're doing or going through, then you'll never be able to accomplish what God has for you. You'll never be able to because he has grace for you he's given you grace. The Bible says that grace is literally for his children, for his people. It's for you. So whatever decision you have to make in a relationship, a friendship, whatever that is, God's given you the grace for it. If you have a job or whatever as a teenager and you're, make, and you're having to make a tough decision, God has given you grace for it. If you have a situation where you're in a bad relationship and you need to walk out of that house right now, you've got grace for it. You've got grace for whatever you're going through. But some of you don't believe that because it's not evident. You can't see grace, but you can understand to believe that the grace is there. God has given you the empowerment. He's made, He, because of Christ in you, it has made you capable to do what you're able to do. God's given you grace for the thorn in your flesh. God gave you the grace. Look at, look at where you're at now. Some of us are better than we were last year. Why? Because God gave us the grace to do it. God gave us the grace to do it. It wasn't just from, oh, I did my own, I I developed and stuff. No, 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 no. Listen, without God's grace, I wouldn't have developed the way I was supposed to develop without his grace. I wasn't able to develop. I want you to understand that tonight. And listen, and listen, y'all. This is my last message of the year. I need you to get this because this is a big deal. When you're in a dark moment, you have to remind yourself, I got grace for it. When you're in a dark place and when you're up at midnight crying your last tear, you have to talk to God because it takes midnight faith to do what you're supposed to do. It takes 1 a.m. faith. I'm not just going to believe God on a Sunday. I got to believe God when I'm, at, when I'm up at the middle of the night. That's when my faith kicks in, is when he says, Scripture proves it, my grace is sufficient in weakness. That phrase gives me a beautiful picture to understand. I'm going through it. It doesn't look good. It's not the best. It's not the prettiest. It's not the coolest. It's very painful, and it's a a lot of a struggle. But I know I trust my Father to give me grace. For the season that I'm in. You've got grace for it. You've got grace for it. If you don't believe that, it's going to defeat you, understanding that you've got something in you that's greater than what's going on around you. You've got grace for what you're going through. You've got grace. That's a new phrase you can use, got grace. I have grace. I have the empowerment that God has given me to do what I'm supposed to do. No matter if it's a season of heartbreak, no matter if it's a season of this or a season of that, God's given me the grace to do it and to continue to do it. Because if he's not going to take the thorn out of my flesh, then I understand that he's going to give me the grace to get through it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for he's with me. Y'all need to understand this because when you go through seasons, you need to remember who's in your ring. You need to remember who's in your your household. You need to remember who's in your heart. That's who's going to really walk with you. Not just your pastor, not just your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, not just your your homies or your BFF. God is going to be with you in the middle of the night. That's who's going to be with you. And if you don't understand that, you're going to walk through life in chains of oppression, of this life of like, I can't get through this pain. But you've got grace for it. I want you to receive that tonight. I don't know who that was for, but you have grace in the season of that thorn in your flesh that you hate. God's given you the grace. God's given you the grace. You know, I, I always, I always, I'm, a, I'm the type of person where it's like, you know, I'm going to get through it, no big deal, no problem, whatever. But once real life hit, I was like, okay, this is like, this is over the top. I can't just be like, oh, this is okay. But I've learned there's a difference between being like, oh, it's not going to be a big deal. Don't don't sunshine the situation because that's just being fake. What you want to understand is God's given me the grace to get through it. That's what That's the mentality you have to have is having the grace for it. Instead of just thinking, oh, no, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to get through it. It's, it is what it is. That's such an a, such a easy, cliche mindset to have. It's better to understand the Lord's got me. I've got grace to get through whatever I'm going through right now. Whatever season I'm struggling in, he's giving me grace for it. Like I said, I don't know who that's for. But I want you to know that even though God does not take the thorn away, He's going to give you the grace to be sufficient in it because he's going to get glorified through it. Y'all, if I, if I didn't go through what I went through, God wouldn't be more glorified in my life than he is now because the stuff I went through made him more glorious. It made him more magnified in my life because I trusted in him, because I gave him my all when I was at my lowest. I told him, I have the faith, I'm going to, serve you. I'm going to do all this stuff. But it's those midnight moments where I told him, Lord, I need this thorn out. But he's like, no, 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 no. Let me give something to you. It's going to develop you, but you're going to need something within, And it's that little thing called grace. It's that empowerment. Grace for your Grinch in your life. Whatever you're going through. Whatever you're going through with every head bowed and every eye closed to end this tonight. You've got grace. But some of us in here don't believe it or it's just like, oh, this isn't just another cliche message, a cliche idea. But I want you to understand something. That this is for real. That what you have in you is real the grace within you is real and it's sufficient for you in your life, in your daily life. Listen, y'all, it's hard to accept that God accepts you for who you are in the moment because you're so used of hearing people change your ways, change yourself, change this, change that. You're used of hearing that. You're not used of hearing God has accepted me where I'm at right now to where I can change when He is ready for it. That is when We have to understand the gospel. That Christ entered our hearts. That he died on the cross in order for me to be saved from the penalty of sin. To where I can be in heaven with him and also live for him on earth. That's the gospel. It's not just you believing in God and there's your ticket. Because if that was the case, then we'd be in heaven already. But I know that God has accepted me for me to surrender to him. Some of you don't have the grace because you have not surrendered. Some of you have not, do not have the grace for it because he did not give it to you because you have been living in a non-surrendered place. You are on the throne of your life. It's time to give that throne to God. And once you give him that throne, he's gonna equip you with the grace in this season that you're in. If that's you, and it's like, Jacob, I've had myself on the throne of my life for a little while. And it's not just because I just, I'm, it's all about me, but, but I've had to survive for myself. I've had to do things for myself. So I've put myself on the throne. But I feel like I don't have grace. I want grace tonight. I want to make God the throne of, of, my, of my life. If that's you, I want you to slip up your hand. If that's you, I see the hand. I see the hand. Let God be the throne of your life. I see the hand. You can throw your hand back down. For the ones who raise their hands, you're not you're not wrong for putting yourself on the throne of your life because you've probably had to because you haven't you haven't been able to run to anything else. But tonight God wants you to know that He wants to be on the throne of your life so that He can give you the grace. He wants you to make him the center of your life, the center. There's a difference between believing in Jesus and surrendering your life, surrendering your heart, getting yourself off the throne and giving Jesus the throne. Jesus, you are number one in my life. It's you and not me, because if I put you on the throne, then you will give me what I need in the season that I'm in. I want everyone, whoever raised their hand, I want you to be encouraged by that. And I'm going to pray over you. Father, I thank you for the hands that were lifted. I thank you that they are learning to realize that, Lord, Lord, they didn't mean to put themselves on the thrones of their life, Lord. They didn't mean to, Lord. They had to. There was no way. But now that you're in their life, Now that they are, that you are a part of them, of who they are, Lord, we pray that you are on the throne of their life, that your grace can now engulf their life to where they'll be able to do the things that you've called them to do, the things that whatever thorn in their flesh it is, Lord, whatever that Grinch is in their situation, Father, that you're able to extend the grace, extend this, this empowerment that you are able to give them, Lord you you will give it to them lord because we believe this we believe this it's in your word that you, we would receive the gifts that you have given us when we are born again when we are saved but lord when you are on the throne of our life then we understand that you can give us the grace and the mercy still with every head out every eye closed. If there's a thorn in your flesh, maybe it's isolation. Maybe it's a disappointment. Maybe it's something you haven't told a lot of people and it's a thorn and you've been asking God to take it out. And He hasn't said anything to you. Raise your hand. I see those two Something tonight, God wants you to understand this because He's told me this in His Word. Because I struggle with the same thing you struggle with. I'm like, God, where are you? There's a thorn in my flesh, there's a pain that I'm dealing with that I want you to take away. God wants you to understand that I'm I'm not going to take it away, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the grace to get through whatever it is. might not be the answer that you want but I'm telling you right now from my experience, it's the answer that you need it's the truth of the revelation of the fact that his grace is going to cover you Father, for the hands that were lifted, for the grace that they need Lord, we understand that you're not a horrible father, you're a good father Lord, sometimes we get stuck in our own heads, sometimes we get stuck in our own and our own feelings, Lord, that we miss the fact that you are giving us grace in the season. Even though you didn't take the thorn away, Lord, we pray for grace. We pray for the empowerment to push forward, the empowerment, Lord, because maybe this year has been a tough year for some people. Maybe it's been a tough two years, Lord, from from our families to COVID, Lord, to, to all these things we've had to go through this year in school Lord, at our job. Father, we need the grace every day. In every moment and in every season, we need the grace for everything. Because you are the only one that knows what we need. You know what we need. There's no pastor. There's no leader. There's no human being that can give us what you can give us. They can help, sure. They can be a comforter, sure. But you're the only one that can give us what we need. You're the only one. I pray in my faith that that roots within our hearts tonight, that roots within our soul, that your grace is sufficient for the season that we're in because you said that your power is glorious and it works in weakness, in in, in depression, it works with anxiety. It works in the moments of of destruction. It works in the moments of disappointment. It works in the moments when I'm crying at night. It works in the moments when I don't have no other way. Your grace is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient. Thank you Jesus. Your grace is sufficient. That's a truth that I will always live off of, Lord. That your grace is sufficient in everything in my life and everything in every student's life in this room when they believe in you when they put you on the throne of their life your grace is going to push them through whatever they're going through thank you jesus for your spirit thank you lord for your spirit of grace there's a safety here knowing that your grace covers Lord, your grace, we pray that your grace covers every single person in this room, that it covers every single heart that is going through something with a thorn in their flesh, that your spirit of grace is covering them. Let there be a spirit of covering a hedge over their lives to where they can do what they're supposed to and to walk through even though there's a thorn. Lord, you can take the thorn out. It can make us more effective. It can make us more vibrant. It can do all this stuff. But you told Paul, my grace is sufficient in weakness. I'm going to show off my glory in your weaknesses. That's the word of the Lord tonight. My Your, your thorn is going to bring him glory. He's going to show his glory to you. You just have to wait little bit longer in order for his grace to be known in your life to every person who raised their hand for both of these i want you to know something i want you to know that his grace is coming that his grace is on the way as we speak his grace is on the way he's going to give you the power at the dead of night he's going to give you the power to do what what, what you need to go through. He's going to give it to you while the thorn is in your flesh. That's powerful. Thank you, Lord, for the grace. And thank you. Even though there's a bridge in me, you still revealed yourself to me. You still love you we love you not just because we just get to but lord that you loved us first lord we know that you loved us even in the beginning and we thank you i thank you for every heart in this room lord and i pray a blessing and a hedge of grace over every person in this room it's in jesus name we pray amen amen